Welcome to the Quintessential Being Podcast. This is a space that shifts your perspective and updates your mind so it's clear and free. Using a unique lens to view both your brain and body, we dissolve the stuckness, the behaviors, thoughts or emotions that just aren't working for you through conversations, strategies and story. Come think with me, Nikki Vox, in a whole new way that will revolutionize, reorganize, and rewrite what's possible for you. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Quintessential Being Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the procrastination and motivation cycle, and specifically, really, how to hack this for yourself so that you have intrinsic motivation so that the action steps that you take are automatic and lasting and you find it easier to get to your destination or what it is you want to do, where it is you want to be, all those sorts of things. I guess this can be like a bit of a flow on from last week's episode on like manifestation, right? So it's my intention that this episode is highly valuable, really useful and helpful for you so that you can take easier action and you don't get so caught up in that procrastination. I like to think of it as like this density, right? Like you're like floating in this pool. You know, when you jump into a pool and you've got clothes on and you feel like it's so much harder to move and swim and, and be fluid and free flowing. That's how I kind of think of procrastination, right? So today we're going to get into it. Before I do that, I just want to invite you to jump into my free two-part audio series, Blockbuster Bliss. And this is really an intentionally made audio series, a private podcast that was designed to give you a gift of peace. It is designed to dissolve any energetic, any mental, any emotional blocks that you may be feeling at the moment in eight easy minutes. Just head to the link on the show notes. It's right at the top of the show notes and click the link and you will get instant access. Okay, so back to procrastination, motivation. How do we hack this cycle, you know? <laughs> so you might have heard about something called intrinsic motivation. That's a powerful thing that comes from like inside, right? When you are just automatically motivated to do something, to take an action. And what's actually the mechanism that's happening behind that is that mind is attaching interest and appeal to the thing that you want to do or the things that you, the thing that you want to have done, right? So how do we kind of do that so that we can get mind to attach interest and appeal uh, and match some of that criteria, right? So three great questions to ask yourself about a particular task or a particular goal that you want to achieve is what is good to do, what's possible to do, and what's good to have done. I'm going to repeat those three questions because what understanding these three questions does is it actually gives you like an instant reward or instant gratification, I guess you could say, in what is good to do, what's possible to do, and what's good to have done. This is a way that you can really bridge where you are to where you want to be because you can get that instant gratification because you can bring the feeling into, especially with the having had done it. So often what can tend to happen if procrastination has been rearing its ugly head for you is it's an issue of it either doesn't feel possible to do right now, meaning the target is too far away 
right? Or there's something standing in the way of the target so you can't hit the target. Or there's actually no thrill or excitement or challenge in having done it. So that means that the target is too close. Mind reads that as boring and so just discards it because it's not desirable to do. So that's why it's really important to kind of think into those three questions. What's good to do? What's possible to do? What's good to have done? Because if it's too close, if the target's too close, it's boring. You don't want to hit it because you're kind of like, oh, I've done that a million times before. If it's too far away, it's not possible to do. Then mind gets, we go into overwhelm, right? We go into overactivity in mind. So with that in mind... How can you move the target to where it feels exciting to hit? You know, so it's not too far away and it's not too close, but it feels like a challenge. So you kind of look at it like we can put this into another context, like when you're working out at the gym, right, and you're doing strength training, you're doing weight training, and your normal weight is now starting to feel pretty boring, like you can get through all of the circuit without much without breaking a sweat, right? And you're kind of like, ugh, I'm bored of this. That's when your mind, right, starts talking. Your mind can go into negative. It can go into negation. It can go into inner critic. It can go into all the things, right? So how can you shift either do new exercises with that existing weight, which are a bit more challenging, a bit harder, or do you increase your weight so that the same exercises that you've been doing feel harder? You're increasing your strength. You are increasing your, your, it's a challenge now. It's a thrill. It's like a new, a new, uh, height to conquer. So that's a really important way that you can hack your own system so that you are really looking at that target. Where is it? Is it too far away? Is it too close? How can I make it so that it's interesting for me to hit? which then automatically makes it more appealing. Mind attaches interest and appeal and you'll find yourself intrinsically motivated to do that thing easier, quicker, faster. Does that make sense? Now, another way that you can also attach interest and appeal when it's boring is by like rewarding yourself, right? <laughs> or another way is kind of like, I like to think of it as like stacking interest, kind of like almost like habit stacking really. So a way that you can do that is, you know, if you have to get the dishes done, you can do the dishes while listening to your favorite podcast, like this one, for example. So what happens there is you get the reward in the doing and after because it's good to have done, right? So again, let's concentrate on that. How can you get a reward in doing it as well as after, like having done it? So think about what are those things that are going to come up for you that are like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I can just pleasure stack. Let's call it pleasure stacking. So you're doing something boring with something that's pleasure field for you and feels fun and feels rewarding and gives you that instant gratification. Now, the trick here is to, obviously, we don't want to promote like unhealthy pleasure stacking. We want to promote healthy pleasure stacking. So we want something that's going to feel good to have done. Again, concentrating that on that what's good to have done because, you know, we could, I remember ages ago when I was studying uni, seeing this hack where they had like a big, huge, one of those big, huge study books and they had like gummy bears, you know, positioned after every sort of paragraph and once they read that paragraph they got to eat the gummy bear it's a perfect example of like attaching interest and reward and appeal to mind having done the thing but what's interesting there is is that good to have done when you get to the end of it are you going to feel good about having eaten all those gummy bears so you want to make sure that all those buckets are kind of filled so that then and to me, it just feels like there's more of a wholesome feeling at the end of it. Not only did you do the thing and get it done, but you did it in a really happy, positive, healthy way, which feels good to have done. Am I making sense there? I hope so. 
So we talked about attaching interest and appeal and another really useful trick to get subconscious mind on board is to symbolize the win. You know, I've talked about subconscious and how symbols and metaphor and story really are the language of the subconscious, right? It's like talking French to an, uh, to an English person. If you're not, if they're not going to understand it, then it's harder to get it in. Whereas if you can speak the language of your subconscious mind, then automatically it can attach interest and appeal and make it seem fun, rewarding and winning, right? So what I mean by talking the language of your subconscious mind is how can you symbolize that win? And by symbolizing that win, like we talked about before, if you've got a target, so you can see, like, let's say you've got a to-do list that's like, you know, six to 10 tasks long on a day, right? And every time you cross off one of those to-do tasks, you run the movie in your mind of you literally pulling back that bow and arrow, releasing the arrow and hitting the bullseye on that target, hitting the bullseye on that target. You are running that movie in your mind and you are viscerally seeing it, feeling it. And the more sensory you can make it, feel the breeze through your hair, see the way the arrow moves through the air, hear the thud when it hits that bullseye in the middle, feel the thrill that comes up in you when you hit it. By you attaching that movie and running that movie through your mind every time you do a task, you are then going to build momentum and use that momentum to move into the next thing. Have you ever started a task? And you've just said to yourself, oh, I'm just going to do it for 10 minutes. And then by starting it, you've got the ball rolling. Then you're getting that momentum going and you can keep going with it. So this is the speaking the language of the subconscious mind. Create that movie. You could also do it in terms of like a basketball and a basketball hoop, right? You can literally feel the ball leaving your hands and moving through the air and making that swish sound as it falls through the net. So how can you symbolize in a movie the wind that you get after crossing off the, a particular task and when you pair that thing together you're bridging the gap for yourself and making it much more fun much more interesting much more rewarding much more pleasurable <laughs> having done the thing right so again get really sensory with it see it feel it hear it make it a sensory experience which gives you the juices to continue the momentum on for the rest of the tasks or whatever it is that you're completing like it's you know you're doing like a good to have done movie and that's and and speaking of running movies through your mind going back to those three questions what's good to do what's possible to do and what's good to have done Seeing yourself having completed the task can sometimes give you enough juice to start the task. So really sink into like your intention for yourself and how you see yourself having done the thing. And it's about like, let me think of an example. Let's say, for instance, one of my things to do today is to really have some connection time with my son, like special playtime where he really feels like I'm in his world and he gets to make up all the rules and the game and I just go along with it, right? And some, some days, I'm going to be real with you, some days that's easier than others, right? So how can I, when I, especially if I've been working all day and I've been doing housework and I've been doing all the things and I just really don't feel like I've got enough left in my 
my gas tank to give to him. So one of the ways that I can hack myself in doing that is how does it feel on the other end, on the other side? How does it feel having done it? So what I would do is I would run through a movie in my mind where I am sitting on the couch my son's gone to bed and I feel this beautiful feeling of love expand my heart and I can see my shoulders drop down from relief as I know I have connected with him deeply and I go in, I get up from the couch and I move into his room and I look at his beautiful sleeping face and the little smile that's across his face and I can see that I've made a really positive, connecting, loving relationship with him I've caused beautiful connection with us so that I've brought us closer together and honestly just running that movie through my mind is like oh of course it's giving me juice to be able to do the task to be able to complete the thing does that make sense I hope so Last but not least, and this is something that I really believe in, in terms of, especially if you're a woman in business, right? If you're an entrepreneur, if you're running a small business, one of the things that can be, that I find particularly challenging is doing those tasks which are, they feel impossible to do. So what to, what can you do to help yourself when it doesn't feel possible or it just feels overwhelming? Call on your community. Call on your connections. What I mean by that is I was really struggling with consistency in showing up on social media. What content to post? How am I going to do this? And one of the amazing connections that I made with Alice, who has been on my podcast, she interviewed me a couple of episodes about, ago from the UK. We met in the RRT community and I said to her, hey, how about we get together on like a brainstorming call, a brainstorming Zoom call, because two minds are better than one. And sometimes when you can, again, I talk about this in terms of, I've talked about this previously in terms of co-regulating, right, to another person's nervous system. When you, there is more energy in the room, when there is more minds in the room, it's not that you're going to have two ideas with two minds. You're going to have like 20 ideas with two minds because like minds bounce off each other. And energy produces energy and energy coming together produces more fuel and more fuel equals more ideas and more creativity and more inspiration and more intention and more intuition and all that good juicy stuff. So if it feels impossible, but you know that it is possible to do, how can you hack that? How can you get in connection with someone? How can you brainstorm? How can you call on community? How can you access a hive mind so that you can do that task? in tandem with someone else and believe me when I say we literally spent an hour on a zoom call and mapped out I think it was like four to six months worth of content it felt easy it felt effortless it felt fun pleasurable and enjoyable and don't we all want more of that in our lives because you know what happened from that it felt easy to create the content after that. I was a pleasure to be around my son and my partner and all the things after that because it didn't feel like a drag. It didn't feel like I was pulling myself uphill, doing a task that I didn't want to do. I I tapped into how it's going to feel good for me to do that thing and I leveraged it and it was fun. I laughed. I felt light in my energy, which means I can create, I can carry that lightness into every other interaction after that. In my home, I can spread that energy around with my clients, on my social media, on all of those things. 
So it is a disservice to yourself to feel like you have to do all the things alone, especially if it doesn't feel possible. Lean on your community, lean on your collaboration partners, ask. You know, another thing I did was I asked in a, in a Facebook community that I'm a part of. I said, Hey, this is what I want to do. Who's kind of in with me for this? I don't know what it looks like yet, but you know, and I got like seven to 10 responses. It's phenomenal what can happen when you put it out there and then the energy comes and meets you back and then you get that beautiful gift of intrinsic motivation. It feels fun. It feels enjoyable. It feels easy. You get the relief in pleasure of having done it. It's so much funner. It's so much easier. Oh, it just, you know, it really makes the world go around. <laughs> so there you have it. My procrastination, motivation, hacking the cycle hacks for you. <laughs> I hope this episode has been helpful for you today. If you have a particular topic that you would love for me to share about, then please hit me up on Instagram at underscore NikkiVox underscore or just come and continue the conversation with me over there because I love chatting to you in the DMs. Thank you for all your messages and for listening. I really appreciate you. Okay, until next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today, my love. If you found this episode useful and valuable, I would love for you to share it with someone who needs to hear it. If you want to continue the conversation with me, you can find me over at Instagram at underscore Nikki Vox underscore. And to land this podcast in more hearts and ears, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to it. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, big love. <laughs>